Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. I was going to pray. Father, we come before you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your presence in this place. We thank you, Lord, that you are the one that we glorify, Father. We thank you, Lord, that you have come to live in us and breathe in us and breathe through us, Lord. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father, for Christmas. We thank you, Lord, that the light has come. And we give you all the glory and all the praise, Father. And we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 It's so awesome to be given an opportunity to be able to express um, a part of your heart through your culture. Because we know that um, his culture has come, as Pastor Jeff was talking about this morning, that the kingdom culture has, has come. And I praise God for that. Um, praise God for Jesus. I mean, we are three, three days out from Christmas, the day that the light truly has come. And uh, there's nothing like uh, the birth of Jesus that come to give the second birth for each of us. Well... Our theme for the month is Emmanuel, and our theme for today is Christmas around the world. And uh, we saw that this morning, and we see that reflected throughout our church right throughout the year anyway. So it's great, and it's great, um, again, to be able to um, express our love through our tongue and through our um, expression of dance. So um, Christmas, Christmas Samoan style is very very exciting and very unique. Um, actually, all of us, none of us are born in Samoa. <laughs> Apart from Nat and young Samuel Ray, we're all Kiwis. Hence the black we're wearing, all blacks, you know. <laughs> so we're Kiwis, Samoans. Well, Samoans born in New Zealand, but living in Australia. And so growing up in New Zealand, we grew up with the, the principles and some of the values and the customs that we learnt from our parents who have, have passed it down. And the biggest thing that we, we catch from our parents is the legacy of Christ, is the legacy of um, coming to know who he, who he is and ultimately getting to a point in our life where we make that personal decision for ourselves. So, but Christmas in Samoa... If you've ever been there at Christmas time, it's an exciting time. It's a time that is just so full of joy and food, of course, and festivities and music. But the thing with us is, like all Christians, Christ is always the centre. The birth of Jesus is always the centre of Christmas for us. Um, Christmas begins at Christmas Eve, at midnight. <laughs> I think it was Dr. Jeremy this morning talking about the Midnight Mass. Um, but we would, we would meet together on Christmas Eve and then we would have our fellowship or our devotions at midnight. And the good thing about it is no matter where you are, whether you're at work or whether you're out and about with your friends, everybody knew to be back by 5 to 12. Everybody knew to be back in time for um, Christmas to arrive. And that's one thing I really, um, I really enjoyed about that because everyone gathers together. 
at that special time. And we do the same thing for New Year's as well. Sporting events. We love sport. We do um, Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve, we play cricket. We have our own version of cricket called Kilikiti. But our version, our bats stand about up to your armpits. Our bats are a triangular shape. And um, we don't bowl the ball, we throw the ball. And we throw the ball at you. So when, you <laughs> so when you're batting, you're actually defending your life. So we have, you can have up to 20 to 30 people on your side of cricket. And um, if you don't want to run, if you just want to have a bat, you can nominate somebody else to be a runner for you. Yeah, we also have um, in the cricket games at Christmas and New Year's, we also have people on either side that have a whistle and a drum. And whenever somebody is caught out or run out, we, we bang the drum, blow the whistle, and we have a little victory dance. So it's quite a, it's quite a spectacle. <laughs> Christmas is a little bit different, but it's, it's beautiful. Um, you hear Christmas carols right throughout the island. Right from, the, um, from every house, every village, you're going to hear music, you're going to hear worship, you're going to hear um, just people singing and rejoicing. You're even going to hear the bands play. And there I say it, even in the clubs, there are bands playing reggae versions of carols. So it's literally everywhere. And one place you're going to hear it is on the, our buses. Our buses are like no other. If you've ever been to Samoa, you haven't really experienced Samoa until you get on a Samoan bus. Our buses are colourful and they are very, very... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and that's not even decorated. <laughs> True. When it comes to Christmas time, that thing is decked out with lights and the boom box is just booming. And yeah... The unique thing about our buses is that we have bus depots, but we don't really have bus stops. <laughs> the bus does stop. Thing is, um, you could be standing in your village and the bus is coming along and you, you wave the bus down, but then five metres down the road is your neighbour and he or she is wanting to get on the bus and then five metres down, there's somebody else. The bus is going to go... The bus will stop wherever you are. So <laughs> it takes a while to get to where you want to go. So <laughs> we call it Samoan time. <laughs> yeah, the, you'd be pretty lucky to get the bus past fourth gear on any, on any given trip. But the thing about our buses, some people describe our buses to be a little bit like God in the sense that they are the same yesterday, today and forever. (laughs) These buses will stay the same. This bus is probably last year. You think it was from the 50s or the 60s, but no, no. I don't think we're going to be changing our buses. (laughs) So Christmas in Samoa is quite a colourful deal. It's all about family. It's all about Christ, of course, at the centre. You see every house, every village preparing to go to whatever faith um, that they belong to. And it's a beautiful thing. But it's not so much about giving of gifts to one another, but it is about the gift. It is about the gift of Jesus. It's not about presence, but it is about his presence. 
It's about that spirit of unity, the spirit of togetherness, the spirit of oneness, which is the spirit of Christ. And yeah, it's just a beautiful time in Samoa. Um, the song, I just want to explain a little bit about the songs that we did. Um, the first song, or the only, no, the dance that we did is called Ole Tawalunga. And the Tawalunga means the roof of the house, of a Samoan house. So it's the, the roof. There is a dance called the Tawalunga. We didn't do it today. But the Tawalunga dance is a dance that is performed at the end of any uh, festivity or at the end of a wedding, at the end of um, any ceremony. It's uh, always the last dance to be performed because it's the last part of the house that is, that is made. And because it's Christmas around the world, I just want to take an opportunity just to share a little bit from my heart on my journey with, with the Lord and, and some things that I've asked him pertaining to my culture. And a few years ago, I used to ask God in my relationship with God, I'd ask him some quite um, maybe out-of-the-box questions. Um, I would ask God, like, why did you make so many stars? Why so many? Why so many planets? And then the sense that I got was kind of like, Kind of like God was saying, well, it's to show the, the magnitude and the majesty of who I am. And, it's also, and when, I, when I was pondering on that thought, I was thinking about the number of children that God has, every life that was born. What was their purpose, God? And the same sense came back to me, well, they were created to show the magnitude and the majesty of who I am, to show the greatness of who I am. So there's something about us that we are designed to show the magnitude and the majesty and the greatness of who our God is. And then I asked him another question. And when I'm, when I'm saying this, this is throughout a three-month period when I'm in prayer and I'm seeking God about the purpose of my life because I've been hearing a lot about purpose back way back then, way back then. And... And I, I said, God, if you, you talk about you know, the preordained calling, you talk about um, that you knew me before I was in my, fa- my mother's womb, <laughs> my father's womb. <laughs> Pastor just like, come <laughs> and, and I was going, God, you know, you're omniscient, you know, you're, you're all-knowing, you're all-powerful, you're everywhere present. Surely you knew that I was going to be the seed of this family line or this family line. And surely you knew that I would end up being of Samoan uh, descent. And I asked God, why am I Samoan? I just asked him that. And then over a period of three months, the Lord started to show me. uh, When I say show me, I started to get these impressions in my heart. And the first impression that I got in my heart was, if you could bring up the Samoan house or fale, the image of the house, you see at the bottom of the house, you see the stones. God started to show me the stones. And I said, okay. And then, this, remember, this is over a period of three months. And then beneath the stones, embedded in the soil and in the ground, there were like hundreds of people. Hundreds of people. Symbolic of generations 
now and past and to come. And I said, okay, okay, what's this? The next image that God started to show me was the Taolunga, which is the roof. So it's the roof of the house, but the roof of the house was detached from the poles. So the roof of the Taolunga was actually beginning to descend. The words that I saw on, um, it's a little bit different tonight, I'm just sharing my heart. <laughs> the word that I saw on the stone was the word law, L-A-W. And everybody beneath it was like, they, they couldn't move, they were bound. There was no freedom. The word that appeared on the Tolunga was the word grace. And it was descending upon this house that he is building. Jesus said that I will build my church and the gates of hell won't prevail. The kingdom of God, the culture, his culture is coming. The kingdom culture. And so there were hundreds of people beneath in the ground. And yet there were only a handful of people standing on the stones. The last scene is the roof or the toolung of the house sat perfectly on top of the poles, completing the house. The moment, that last image I can remember, the moment the roof landed on that pole, I saw the words, it is finished, right across. And it was God telling me that people need to know that it's finished. People need to know about my, my cross, what I did on the cross, and three days later, the resurrection. I'm building my church I'm reaching the world for his kingdom, and I'm doing it through different packages. It's the same gift, it's the same presence, but it's wrapped up in different packages, in different cultures. Christ is embedded within our culture. Our culture now becomes become subject to Christ's culture. And he began to show me, and then, long story short, fast forward. God just, the impression I got in my heart was, you are Samoan because your job is simply to help these people underneath here come into the house of God. Come into a place where they are standing on the rock of salvation. They're standing on the rock, the foundation, and they're living their life under the grace of God. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. And I oh yeah, ask God, so you want me to do that? And it wasn't, and then I said, is it just Samoan people? And clearly not. It's for people that are lost. It's people that are bound, that are bound by legalism or religiosity or, or whatever, but people that are not yet free. They're under the law, but they're not standing on the word under his lordship of his grace. It's making people aware that the house is built. The cross is, is done. He's, he's been resurrected. So I thought, I'll just tell you guys that. So God has a unique purpose for you. I know we all know this as believers. God has a unique and amazing, awesome, powerful um, purpose for you. We're not, we always hear it, we're not an accident, and that's so, that's so true. And then I ask God, okay, how do I do this? Which brings me to my three points. (laughs) 
How do I do this? How do I bring people? How do I lead people? How do I point people to come into the house of God, to come into the salvation, to come into the kingdom, come into that place where they are walking on the word, that they're standing feet firmly planted on the word, but living under the taolunga, living under his grace, his lordship. And we're talking about Christmas. The title of my message is The Light Has Come. And the three quick points that I'm just going to be sharing about is, one is to simply be the light. It's all about light tonight. It's a light message tonight. Be the light. Genesis 1, verse 3 to 4, right at the beginning, God said, let there be light. Or another translation says, light be. Light be. So he's speaking this. It's almost like a description of God would be something like when God speaks, universes are formed. There's such a light, there's such a creative force, if you like, when God speaks. So God's first recorded words in the Bible are light and be. So when trying to direct people or show people how to come into the freedom of Christ, it's really also learning how to speak life how to speak light, that the words we speak are words of light. Um, God said that, you know, um, speak. he spoke, he said that let there be light, light be, and there was light. And then he said that the light was good. So an encouraging thing that I can encourage all of us, that throughout this Christmas time, you know, we're going to have family gatherings and, you know, when there's family gatherings, it's not always going to be, you know, smooth sailing. But even in those times, as believers, take the opportunity, I encourage myself as well, take the opportunity to speak light, to speak light, speak words of encouragement, words of life. Is it easy? No, it's not easy. It's not easy. But with God, all things a gentle answer turns away wrath. The Bible talks about that death and life are in the power of the tongue. So we speak life. Be slow to speak and quick to listen. And then we are slow to react or slow to anger. Be quick to listen. Slow to speak. God said, light be. Light be. Number two is walk in the light. So number one, how do I get people from that are bound or that don't know Christ into salvation? How do I get them closer? One, I speak light. I go, light be. I prophesy. I speak things. I speak words of encouragement. That's what we do. Number two is walk in the light. We walk in the light. First John 1 John 1.5.7 Reminds me of um, our choir practice for production. Uh, Sarah Britton would get us to quote this this particular scripture as a warm up. Um, this is the message we have heard from him, and proclaim to you that God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with Him while we walk in darkness. We lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, 
we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Walking in the light. Walking in the light is, implies that there's a direction. Walking implies that there's a destination. There's a, there's a place of arrival. But walking in the light is walking in who we are in Christ. Be the light and walk in the light. Ephesians 5.8 says, For at one time you were darkness, but now you are the light of the Lord, the light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. Psalms 119.105 Your word is a lamp to my, not my elbows, it's to my feet. What are the feet? That's the place we walk. We walk. The lamp lights up the pathway and the direction in which I am to walk in. We walk according to the counsel of his word. Walking in the light. Be full of the light. Be full of the light. Another way you can put be full of the light is be delightful. This Christmas, <laughs> had to put one in there. <laughs> be delightful. Be delightful to be delightful. Be full of light. We walk now according to his word in order that we know his ways, in order that we can pursue his will. His word, his ways, his will. WWW dot. His word, his ways, his will. If you want to know his will, his purpose, you need to know his word. When you know his word, you know his ways. Because his ways are so much higher than our ways. The, the custom or, or the, the way of Samoa is called Fa'asamoa. means the Samoan way. But we, in Christ, we live his way. And his way is so much higher than our way. In Samoan way, Fa'asamoa. We have different customs, different practices like any other culture. So too do we in the kingdom. We have his way, which is his word. And when we know that, we'll find out what his will is for us. Number three, so number one, speak light, light be. Number two, walk in the light. How do we walk in the light? We have the lamp of the word of God shining where we go. The thing about light, if we don't have light, we can't see. If we can't see, we don't know where we're going. And if we don't know where we're going, we don't know where we've been. <laughs> we need the light to see. <laughs> There's a kind of a, there's a kind of a, but I went. <laughs> Number three, the last one is shine your light. Shine your light. Matthew 5, 16 says, shine your light. Your light. The word, there's a word inside that word your that says our. Shine your light. Shine our light before people that they will see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. The world needs to see something. The world says, unless I see it, I won't believe it. Seeing is believing. If that's the case, then let's give them something to see. More than that, let's give them someone to see. Let Jesus be the most seen and the most heard in all we do and say and think. There's a saying that says, the light that shines the furthest or the farthest shines the brightest at home. The light that shines the furthest shines the brightest at home. Kind of like a lighthouse. 
the brightest part of the lighthouse is the light within the house. So the extent of the reach of the light is determined by how bright your light is. If I want to get people into the kingdom of God, my light has to shine bright so that my reach is, is great enough for people to, to not only hear the gospel, but more so see the gospel. Give them a gospel that they can see, that they can, that they can touch. Shine your light. Shining your light also means reflecting light. The image in which we are created is the image of God. And if there's any image that we are called to reflect, is to reflect the image of he who created us. So be the light, walk in the light, and shine your light. Matthew 28, 16 talks about the Great Commission. The Great Commission, as we know, was Jesus commissioned his disciples to go into all the world and preach the gospel. In 2019, I praise God for the missionaries that came to the shores of Samoa. In 1830, the London Mission Society, headed by John Williams, landed on the shores of Samoa and they brought the gospel to Samoa. They arrived at a time where our nation was at civil wars and there were practices that were so dark and heavy that we choose not to talk about them. It was called the Paul Yuli, or the times of the Pongisa. It was a dark time. It was quite a heavy time that we choose not to talk about it, and we are a nation of orators that pass down stories, yet we choose not to talk about that time, because that was the time before the light has come. And I praise God in 2019 for 1830, when the gospel, when these people sacrificed their lives to bring the gospel to our shores, as I do for all nations. Acts 1.8, we know, talks about, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samoa and to the ends of the earth. <laughs> oh, sorry, it's just Samaria. There was a typo there. <laughs> but I praise God that the, the ripple effect began in Jerusalem and swept through the nations and is still ongoing. And it's a message that you and I carry, and it's the message of light, the message of hope, because Jesus is the light. And in this time that we live in, because all of us are born for such a time, and we are born for such a time to reach this nation and to bring them from a place of bondage and to bring them from a place of darkness into the freedom that we know so well, living on this foundation of the world, word of God, building our life, living under the Taolunga, the grace of God, the grace of God. The age of grace came at Christmas when Jesus came. And so I praise God for all the missionaries, missionaries everywhere. Missionaries just means the sent ones. All of us have been commissioned to go. And we read about that in Matthew uh, 28. If I could ask the team to come, thanks. So we praise God for the light. Be delightful. This Christmas season coming up, challenge ourselves to continue to speak life, to have a a position of speaking from light and be. 
situation looks difficult, light be. There's power in your tongue. Walk in the light. Continue to walk in the light. And continue to shine your light. Let people see. Let people see the hope of glory in you. Let, let them see, And give them something to see. Let, let the world see Jesus in you and I. Let's pray. Father God, we come before you, Lord, tonight, and we thank you so much from the depths of our hearts, Lord, for sending your Son, Jesus, the light of the world, into a dark place where hope can be given, where light can be shed. We thank you for Christmas. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for your word, that your word says that for you so loved us so much that you sent your son Jesus to die in our place. That whoever simply believes that you raised him from the dead, that we can be saved. We thank you for that. We thank you for culture. We thank you for different expressions of our gratitude unto you, Lord. We thank you, Father. We thank you for the ways that you have brought the kingdom culture. We thank you, Father. And I just want to pray for anyone here that may not know Jesus, that may not have received the light of hope or the light of Jesus as yet. If there's anyone here tonight and you would like to know this Jesus, you would like to know, not just know about him, but know him in an intimate way. If there's anyone like that here tonight, in a minute I want to pray pray with anyone like that. If there's anyone that wants to make a decision for Jesus, you want his light to enter into your spirit. If there's anyone like that here tonight, just as I look around, just... Just as a show of hands, if there's anyone like that, I'll just ask you to raise your hand. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Father, we just pray for anyone that's also listening via podcast or CD. And we thank you for your plan of salvation for each of us, God. And we pray, Lord, that you would come and have your way in our life. We thank you, Lord, that your word says that if we just believe that you raised Jesus from the dead, believe in our heart and confess it with our mouth, that we can be saved. We thank you for that great opportunity. So just as I pray, church, if you would just follow me in this prayer. Father God, thank you for saving me. Thank you for the plan you have for me. Help me to walk in your ways. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.